you mean time changed in the States? <laughs> Wouldn't you have informed your creators, the great and culturated Europeans? Well, we... you fucking Eurofags need to get it figured out. <laughs> well, I'd be stuck into bewilderment. There I was, easing in my bed, all of a sudden, watching my phone. People being like, where's the show? The show is in an hour. It's 5 a.m. No, it's not. What do you mean, no, it's not? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Luckily, I was awake and fit, by the way. I slept very well. Thank you very much. Good. So what's <sighs> got Jack pissed off today? Oh, well, first of all, that it's 5 a.m. <laughs> Let's start there. Uh, let's see. Who's it? Russell. Uh, okay, now I'm not looking at the chat. Show starts. Goodbye. Uh, what did... Well, first of all, that whole corona thing. Oh, for fuck's oh sake, those idiots. Okay. Oh. okay, people, 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 people. It is just the flu. Let me get this straight. It is just the flu, which has a bit higher fever. You're going to get a bit more ache. And the boomers are suffering. What more do you want? Seriously, boomers are suffering? Housing? <laughs> the stock market is down. There is a sale on everything. If you want to invest, now is the time. Maybe I'm, I'm going to wait a couple of more days, but this is the best time ever. And people are like, I don't know what to do. And what do they do? They stock up on fucking toilet paper. People, for God's sake. That's real shit too. One of my last jobs the day I was in in a store servicing another client that's within the store. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I was walking around, people had lost their goddamn minds. I'm like, you would literally think they were preparing for like a terrorist attack or that it really was Armageddon, that the end of the world was coming. It's like, guys, it's the flu. It's What's nothing more than oh, and at work, same thing. The boomers are in are in panic. And normally I can work from home after six months to a year of work. Okay, fine, because you need to learn the knowledge. Now that the flu is broken out, well, Jack, we oh. need you to work from home. I'm like, so I looked at him, and the first thing I said was, Well, if that's the case, I um Oh, God damn it. This is what happens when I wake up too early. But so I looked at him and I asked him, well, if that's the case, then I presume I can work from home from now on, right? Well, no, because you don't have the proper knowledge that I'm like, oh, oh, so if a stupid flu breaks out, you hand over everything you've got, you open your cards. Hmm? You play poker like the worst poker player ever. Like, here's our strategy, and here's the things we can do, but we always say we can't. And now that I ask of it, it's always like, you tell me you can't. I'm like, you can show me your hand. <laughs> it's like, hey, I have a royal flush, and they have, what, what's that called, like a pair? And I'm like, well, apparently I win. And then they retract the pair and like, no, you haven't won yet. You haven't seen my cards. I'm like, you fucking fucking Yes, I fucking did. <laughs> and another thing that pissed me the hell off. One of my people, my people, betrayed Your me. people. They betrayed me. A client of mine, he 
He betrayed me. He was dating his dude, bro. Bruno. No, no, no. Ecto <laughs> Bruno. <laughs> Low, okay, that one was fun. <laughs> so he finally had a girl, and he was dating her. And I've been telling him, attention is the coin of the realm. Again, again, and again. This girl decided to flake on him. Not necessarily flake, but just cancel the date. Now, what do we do when she cancels? Next. We do nothing. We read the text and we move on. Guess what he did? Guess what he did? Oh, okay. Uh, 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 how about we go for Sunday? No, no. no, no. Even worse. Even worse than that. Oh, God, no, that. no. It could, be on the, it could be on the nice guy Reddit. No, 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 he did not. Where did this come from? And yes, I'm making fun of him. I'm not, I won't call his name, but you deserve it. I told you, do not do this. If you've been following my work, you know, do not do this. Again, if she cancels, you ignore her. You stop playing. Because why do girls cancel on you? Why do girls flake? You know this. Because <sighs> she's got another plan. Yes. Probably has a better option. Or at and least in her mind, yeah. In her mind. And you know what better these days stands for? Somebody who lives nearby. Is even a better. You can be Jack Tan, the juiciest fuck. But if he lives five minutes across the street and you ten, guess who she's gonna go to? So what you're saying is it's all about proximity now. We it need to have is, proximity. We need to, we need to have that talk. It is a factor. A, yes, yes a. I agree. It's not the only factor, just like looks max and money max and all that other bullshit. I've had a girl. But come it is over proximity does come into play. I've had a girl come over for one and a half year, every day of the week, traveling one and a half hours to me and one and a half hours back. So yeah, it's I've not had the that too. I've it is not the be all end all, but when you're just dating. It can be a factor again. Oh, but what did but what did he do? He argued with her. He oh, argued. He sent me seven screenshots of a conversation with her. And if he's pissed off right now, you better be pissed off, man, because you need to learn something. You need to lead some you need to learn something hard because you know what? You have blown me back into the oblivion of we need to talk basics, I guess. Until adults are the freaking adult again. <laughs> Forgot. Well, now at least I know what this show is for. The normies and conformies in the red pill. And not everybody. I mean, we've got Bull Rush. We've got, we've got Chesty. We've got all kinds of folk who know what we are talking about. And who know how to not act like a freaking spurn. Yeah, we have the choir. They know what's have, up. We have the choir. And we appreciate the choir. But okay, sure. Let me tell you again how this works. When you are dating a girl, and hold on, by the way, is this better? This is way better. Oh, that's way better. Yeah. Oh, this is hello, everybody. But okay, when you're dating a girl and she 
cancels for whatever guy. I don't care if her freaking mother died. If she cancels on you last second, you do not argue. You do not hesitate, and you move forward. You leave it on red, and you move on. Because what happens then is you quit playing. Because that's what she wants. Again, red pill maxim right here. Rolo Tomasi. By the way, Rolo dog died. I mean, come on, people. Oh. That's just sad. Henry, Henry de Graham. Poor, poor pup. Ah, no, I mean, you know how much I like animals. I mean, that's sad. Man losing his dog. And especially the girl's father. I mean, come on. Rolo's a great guy. Mm -hmm. But back to his point, attention is the coin of the realm. So what does that mean? It's called the takeaway. You not take only, away your fucking attention. Not only that, but it also means that attention, positive or negative, both fall under the same category. Which yeah. is attention. Thank you. So what do we do when a girl decides they no longer value us? Stop paying attention. Wow. It's that simple, Rob? No. <laughs> I truly figure I sound like Palpatine when I do that. No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> uh, speaking about purest of evil... Oh, boy. <laughs> All my red evening casts. No monetization. I get on with the most jaded, hateful, cursing asshole in the manosphere. And both of those podcasts are monetized. <laughs> and none of his are. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Clary. Uh... <laughs> now, there you go. Suck it, Clary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Okay. Let me know if we have any super chats or whatever, because I love this, not me not paying attention to the chat, because I'm actually having a conversation. Good. Well, I'm just glancing here and there. It's it's right now, it's, you know, it's the choir having a talk. TJ's in there saying that Washington State got quarantined, the entirety of it, I guess, which, as it should be, TJ, get out of Washington. Well, I've heard that Washington isn't the very best place to be. It's a shithole. I have also made, because I have to write it all down. You can't see it. I can't. No, it's too too glary. I see some scribbles. What the fuck is it? It is the top ten list. Oh, that, that list. Yes. It is. Yeah, I had to think about it. I had to go from number one to ten instead of ten to one, because you know what the best is. Oh, you know, actually... I thought about it this morning. It would have been your evening for you. I was, you know, when we were DMing each other back and forth about it, I mm -hmm. was sitting in the parking lot at work. And I think <laughs> I said it to you, but to me, there's no such thing. Sex is like pizza. There's no such thing as bad pizza. There's just some just some better than others. Well, even the cardboard frozen variety, it, it may... It may not be the best, but it's still pretty good. Well, it's and that's how I look at sex. To me, at least, is like I've never had a lousy lay. I've never had starfish sex. I've had sex that it's like, yeah, okay, 
You know, nothing remarkable, nothing to write home about and get excited about. And then I've had the sex that rolls your eyes in the back of your head where you're like, oh, yeah, let's talk about her. Let's talk about this one. Let's talk about this place. But I've never had any that I would classify as like the worst. There's two or three that are very memorable and the rest of them are like, hey, they were still pretty good. You never had starfish? Starfish? I did. I've never had starfish, dude. The the hottest girl I ever had is not even on here. No? Because she was such a terrible day. Because she was starfish, huh? Yeah, I mean, she's not on there. She isn't. Nope. And the blonde with fake tits is. The blonde with fake tits was not the hottest. <laughs> the, the, picture wow. I, the picture I sent you. She, she was pretty hot in the picture. That's why I, I was like, is this the crazy one? <laughs> well, I, she was a bit crazy, but in a different way. But she wasn't the craziest. But I do have good taste. I do have good taste. Speaking about taste, my coffee is about ready, and I'm going to grab it. So, intermission. All right, you do your thing. I'll I'll deal with the chat. You bite your tongue. The mountains are mighty. Well, TJ, your mountains are turning into islands swimming in a cesspool of shit. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. It's good to see everyone in the chat. Chest, Red Crusader, Bull Rush, TJ. Isn't it past your bedtime, TJ? I thought you had to get up early to go walk Reese or something. Cameron, how are you, buddy? Yeah, we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about coronavirus because I know Jack had something where he wanted to give his final say on that. And I want to hear it because I'm curious about what he's got to say about that. Me, I'll, I, do I want to wait for him to get back or do I just want to tell you my take already? I'll wait. I'll wait. So has the world ended for any of you guys? You got three weeks off, Cameron. No shit. Are you quarantined or is it your job being pansies? Which is it? Or your school or whatever. Wow. It, it, it's already hit Ohio. Ah, university. Ah, yeah. We got a few universities out here in Utah that fucking got scared and closed their doors for I don't know how long. Uh, you know, I, I wish mine would. That would be the best. Mine would what? I wish my job would be a bunch of pansies and close their doors for like two oh, weeks. I mean, universities are closing down. Yeah, yeah. We've got a few here in Utah that uh, I heard they yesterday. Are, they are yeah. proving that you don't need to commute. And you should, seriously, all the people who were sent home, they should extort every last bit of this. And by the way, Leslie, Leslie, is that a chick? I have no idea. Hey, see Affy. Oh, is Affy here? Hey. Yeah, he he just popped in to say peace. Affy Kingdom. Nice. Good to see him. Now, back here. Mm. Ah, coffee, finally. Finally. Ah. So, 
So, Jack, yes. my question to you, you tweeted it out about, I don't know, six hours ago. Mm -hmm. And you had said you were going to give your final word on coronavirus. I just did. It is nothing but, but it is nothing more than boomers and normies and conformies panicking about what the news tells them. Nothing more and nothing less. Some people, yes, die. You know what? People die every day. And there are people who die about worse circumstances more than this stupid virus. Also, the stock market is crashing, which is the best thing ever. We have been waiting for this. Me and the invest the investors have been waiting for this a long time, or we've been praying for this. Like, oh, we wish it would go back to that price. And now it did. Shamefully, though, and I can say that I have a bit of Bitcoin. Shamefully, I was asleep when it hit 3,900. If I was awake, I would have rushed to my laptop. I would have seriously killed children to get to my... I wouldn't have <laughs> Not literally. Oh, but, come on now. Literally is okay, too. But we, we have a saying in Dutch that it roughly translates go over corpses, which means that you really would not care about another man's life if you needed to get it done. That's right. It's called by any means necessary. Yeah. Although I like the Dutch one better. Over Lake and Khan. <laughs> Going over corpses. Uh, see, and for me, I, I had a conversation to give you an idea of how soft and soy the world has gotten. I had a conversation with some soy guys at work today. We got talking about coronavirus for a minute. And they said, you know, what's your take on it? And I said, more or less what you did. I don't need to repeat all that. Mm -hmm. But I told him, I said, I do know this. If I get sick, which, <laughs> you know, there's a chance it could happen. Mm -hmm. But if it does, I am coming to work. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> I am. I'm giving it to all those motherfuckers at work. I'm going to go to every one of my customers. I'm going to work for as many days and as long as I can. I'm going to mask that shit and try to cover it up as much as possible. So when they look at me and they're like, you okay? Oh, yeah, dude, I'm good. Don't worry about me. I, I can work. I plan to spread the joy. Yeah, but you know, we are probably both, our diet is probably very meat-based, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So nothing will happen because we are we are not vegan pussies. I mean, we're not plant-based idiots. So our health, our um, immune system is way better than normies and conformies. I mean, this, oh my God, this is the best thing that could happen to me. I am in such joy because all the idiots who have never taken care of themselves have been struck by this. So... It's a financial benefit. It really is. I mean, right? I mean, all the people who have had a horrible track record of their own health are now sick. And probably, well, you know, I don't wish death upon them, but no, I, no. I mean, but, they get a goddamn not running out call. of their nose. Oh, not yeah. running out of their nose, yeah. I hope they get a wake-up call. Like, hey, maybe you should take better care of yourself. Well, me strutting around here, having a bench PR yesterday, having a deadlift PR this week, and a squat PR. I'm hitting PRs everywhere. I'm like Larry Wheels. But 
And for those who don't know who that is, look up his Instagram. It's insane. Like, hey, I hit a PR. I wonder what Larry Wheels is doing on Instagram. And then he he incline. No, what does he do? Like he has two barbells, both in one hand, with two twenty five on each on them, and he he's he's chest flying them. Like what? Nice. By God, man! But seriously, it is it is a flu. It's a bit worse. We haven't adapted to it, and that's the only thing that's really happening. And the people who are dying were going to die anyway. And there you have it. That's kind of my thought. You know what? Housing market will be better. Uh, but, but price, gas money went down 20 cents. Yeah. In Europe. 20. Wow. And all I see is benefits. The boomers at work are like in panic. And I'm sitting there like, you know what? You are panicking. There is extortion here to be found. <laughs> hmm. I'm not panicking, but what are the benefits for me? <gasps> we need everybody to work at home. Ah, hello. There's an opportunity I can take. Hmm. Yes. I I am concerned about the well-being of myself and my, my people around me, so I need to work at home. Otherwise... <laughs> <laughs> a little cough afterwards <clears throat> and then oh, sick yeah yeah I, I you know god I, I feel hot I, I think I got a fever yeah. <sighs> well that's that's probably me uh, let me see speaking about sick I'm um, I've, been, I've been wondering I've been wondering 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 do I want this? Do I want this? I don't know if I want it. Do I want it? Probably. I probably want this. Let me show this to you. And we can build this on live stream, by the way. We can't. Why? Because it's 2,294 <laughs> people. This is bigger. No, it's not necessarily bigger. But it has more pieces than the Imperial flagship. It has 500 more pieces than the Imperial flagship. I wow. mean, but I'm not sold yet for some reason. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's it's okay. It's not bad. But for some odd reason, I'm not wow or something. No, I am. It's a zombie ship. Well, yes, that's kind of what sold me. No, it's not that much. It's 200, which is way less than what I paid for the Imperial flagship. And it's already rising in value. So it's not a bad thing. Like oh, TJ is... said, Jack, you know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. Yeah. Dude, that it comes maybe. with a fucking shark. Yeah, two oh. zombie sharks. Oh, oh, zombie sharks. Well, I don't know yet. At first, I finally found the proper car, which is low in tax and most beneficiary in uh, gas usage. So I will go um, forward 10 bucks um, per quarter in tax money, so 10, 10 euros less, and I can do an extra drive or two 
to work and back. So I'd rather save for the car first. And it's like a grand, kind of like that. Maybe a bit more, but for a car that will last me five to six years, maybe even longer, I think longer, which is that beneficiary to all the other expenses, I'd rather go for the car first than the ship. Maybe after that, I'll go for the ship. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm kind of with TJ on this one. A car in Europe's borderline gay, just saying. That's right. I, I think you ought to get the ship. Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Dude, do uh, I need to come over there and twist your arm or what? I think you do because it is, I mean, it is 200 bucks. 200 bucks is a lot of money, whether you like it or not. I'm not going to argue that. I mean, 200 bucks is like a month and a half of, of grocery expenses. So, like, I always take into the consider, I always take these things into consideration. Like, eh, eh, eh. Have I done everything I needed to do? Maybe I'll buy it. Maybe <laughs> I won't. We need to invade Europe again, apparently. Again. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it didn't take the first two times. <laughs> no, well, Germany is in my backyard, so to say. <laughs> Literally. So here's how we're going to do this. I name my number 10, then you. Okay. Then nine. And we go back All and forth. the way. Okay. We go back and forth. So welcome to the top 10 next up against our sexual experiences on Red Evening. Everybody ready? Get your super chats in line because I will not be paying attention unless... Yes, I'm a filthy crony capitalist. Sue me. Number 10. The Asian face fuck. Ooh. The Asian face fuck is the first time I actually face fucked a girl. I met this girl on Tinder. We hit it off right away. I mean, seriously. We never even met. I picked her up. She got in the car. We got kind of going a bit back and forth. And I was introduced to the concept of face fucking. So she was in my room giving me a BJ, and I was like, this is the perfect opportunity. So I just grabbed her head. <laughs> well, and the rest ensued. But she had teary eyes and everything. <laughs> it really was the complete picture of a proper face fuck. And this was before I started this all. And I remember being in the chat with Donovan Sharp. And I was like, hey, Donovan, I face fucked an Asian. He was like, oh, nice, man. She had the mascara running. Like, <laughs> 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 she did. <laughs> oh, man. That's number 10 of sexual experiences. God damn. All right. Well, yeah, and that's 10. That's, ten. That, that's what I'm saying. Holy shit. You're coming out. <laughs> that That's the... The, the bottom of the barrel for you. Wow. Well, I've been waiting. thinking about it, but I think I need to need to ensure my place in the manosphere again. Like, hey, I am here for a reason. So no let's shit. go. <laughs> no shit. Wow. I was going to say, God damn. Because, you know, some of my experiences that I'd classify in, like, I don't know, the top four or five are a little more that caliber. A top, you know, the bottom of the top ten to me would be... Oh, you know, invite a girl over. It's the first time we've met. And I I'm going to call her, we'll call her Dana. Why not? Sounds like a good name. 
And so she comes over. We shoot the shit for, I don't know, a few minutes, have a drink. And she starts kind of rubbing my leg a little bit. And it's like, oh, okay. Start making out. And the next thing I know, she's totally butt naked and climbing on my couch. And I'm just kind of like, oh, I guess that's where we're going. All right. You know, take it from the couch to the bedroom. And the next morning she finally goes home, which was like, yeah, go. That would be my number 10. It's a bit, it's a bit vanilla. It is. The, the, the kinkier shit goes into the higher numbers. Okay. Or the okay. lower numbers, I guess. Oh, depending okay. on what you, way you want to look at it. Yeah. Number nine. Dun, dun. My last girlfriend in the kitchen. Now, why did I remember this so fondly? I remember this so fondly because it was a hot summer's day and she was wearing hot pants. Now, let me remind you that my last girlfriend was half Brazilian. And what I mean by that, it was the lower half. Ah. In hot pants and a tight white T-shirt in the middle of the summer. And she was standing in the kitchen and she was standing over the counter. And I just did not hesitate. We were hot, heavy, sweaty on all sides. It was no effort, no effort at all putting it in. And it was just wreaking havoc in the kitchen during the middle of one of the hottest summers I remember. So you can imagine what fluids and disaster and smell came out of that kitchen afterwards. <laughs> That's a good one. I like yeah. that one. It's not all it's not all kink. It's just those those right. things you remember. Like which one right. do I remember more fondly? Right. No, mine for number nine then would be if we're going to do the remember more fondly. It's funny because it, it's similar to yours. Mine would be invite a girl over and she drives. Eh, it was about an hour to get here. And this was first thing in the morning. And so I was like, hey, you know, you want to come over? I'm going to have some breakfast. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, sure. I'll come over. So she gets here. I, I, you know, left the door unlocked so she could just come in. And I'm in the kitchen. Bullrush has seen my kitchen. And, well, I'm just throwing it out there for context because it, it's the place I live in right now. Mm -hmm. And so she comes in. I'm like, oh, hey, good morning. You know, here, here's some OJ or whatever. And and I'm making up some shit on the stove because I was hungry. It's it's early. It's like 8 o'clock in the morning. She's got to go to work in a few hours. Oh, 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, sad. Yeah. Well, this was like one of my days off. Oh. Okay. Normally, I'm up at like what time you're up right now. Okay. So 8 o'clock is early for me on a day that I don't have to be up. Mm -hmm. But I'm up. So I'm fixing some eggs and whatnot. And she comes in, you know, comes up. And she, you know, I, I've got some shit cooking and she smells it. And this also was the first time I banged this girl. So she's doing that. She's, you know, oh, wow, it smells really good, blah, blah. We're kind of chit-chatting a little bit. Well, I turned around and I'm dealing with the oven, dealing with the stove. And she puts her arms around me, gives me kind of a hug and starts unzipping my pants. <laughs> and I turn around and she drops to her knees and starts breakfast early. <laughs> the fun part was 
I turned everything off on the stove so that it didn't burn and burn down the house while I'm at it. And, you know, take her into the bedroom and we have breakfast and then we come back for second breakfast. And <laughs> okay. everything still actually held as far as making breakfast. You know, the eggs didn't sour or anything or go bad sitting in the skillet for, you know, a half hour. And that was number nine. Hmm. Well, that's okay. That sound, doesn't sound too bad. Mm -mm. Uh, da, 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 what's happening here? Yeah, thanks, Jesse. Bad. Okay, number eight. The first time backdoor with one of the MVPs. Now, why is that on the list? I remember we were just dating, and I was like, how far can I go with this one? She was supposed to come by. And I told her flat out, you're going to walk in, you're going to undress, and you're going to sit on your knees on the bed in doggy position while working on yourself. So I can have full access to the back door. And I was like, ah, she's not, she's never going to do that. Okay. I'm like, So, well, yeah, she was sitting there and doing her thing. And I was like, oh, you know what? Might as well just do it. Like, first first thing that happened, right in the back door. <laughs> so that's number eight. <laughs> All right. Number eight for me. That would be the time I had a girl. This was This was a while ago. We were over at my parents' house during the 4th of July. So it's summer. It's 4th of July. My parents at the time had a swimming pool in their backyard built into the ground. Nice. Now it's buried. They decided after so many years of upkeep and nobody was using it, fuck it. They drained it, put a bunch of rocks and shit in it, and put dirt in it and buried it. Okay, But for a lot of years, I grew up having a swimming pool in my backyard when I lived with my parents. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it was, it was cool when I was young. You know, I, I definitely was the popular kid back then. <laughs> so, got a girl. We're in the pool. Everyone else, this was like early evening, so it was starting to get dark. Everybody else was, you know, hanging out on the patio, drinking and eating and whatnot, because my parents drink, uh, their friends all drink, we all drink. Mm -hmm. Well, me and the girl are in the pool, and we're, we're hanging out kind of in the shallow end. And, you know, she's half drunk, I'm quarter drunk. And we start making out, and she's... You know, we're in the pool. She starts reaching down into my swim trunks and grabs a hold of my cock. <laughs> and, you know, starts stroking it and whatnot and then slides it on in. So I'm banging her in the pool. My dad and three of his buddies are, I don't know, 15, 20 feet away. Mm -hmm. And I hear some guy go, what the hell's going on over there? <laughs> And I hear my dad as he shifts around and he goes, ah, they're just playing tonsil hockey. Oh, God. 
Yeah, right. I don't know if my dad was just covering or if he genuinely believed his own bullshit. Let's just hope he believes his own bullshit. <laughs> oh, I don't have a pool one. Do I have a pool one? I do. Oh, hold on. I rem I didn't remember that one. Ooh. Oh, hold on. Let me let me recheck this list. Which one is going to be okay? Yeah, then this one is going to go off because uh, that one's going to be better. Yeah, way better. Aha, there, fixed it. Okay, uh, my turn. Yes, number number seven. seven. The first time, as we all remember, I was just, <laughs> I just came out of jail. <laughs> I remember, I think you told me about this one. Oh, yes, I did. I was arrested for arsony, arson, sorry, for arson, on my father's birthday. And I had a date the day after. So I got arrested, I got released, I had to deal with my father, I had to pick up the girl, and that same night, I lost my fragility to her. So the main reason why it's on there is mainly because of the prison story. And I told yeah. it before, and if people don't remember, you need to go back into the archive. It's not that long ago that I told it. No, it's it's actually been a minute. I want to say that was one of our earlier episodes that you brought that up. No, Cappy even uh, tweeted that one out. Did he? And he, did, he didn't start tweeting us out that long ago. Oh, boy. Okay. He didn't find me worthy enough. Well, you know, this is Cappy, the, the Gen X are going boomer. <laughs> this is the guy that can't remember how to start his own YouTube channel up sometimes. So you got to cut him some slack there. <laughs> so so that right. was my number seven. First number time. seven for you. First time. All right. Number seven for me would be. You know what? I'm going to go with my very first. It wasn't the first time I had sex with her, but it was my first, the first girl. So I was the tender age of 18. Yeah, I was the late bloomer. We were having sex on her balcony. No, it was her parents' porch. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. In a sleeping bag. And her brother caught us because <laughs> he comes walking out because he heard her moaning and groaning and oh. carrying on. And I was trying to, you know, tell her like, you, you probably ought to be a little more quiet. And next thing you know, here's her brother. Who's like two years younger than her comes strolling out. And he's like, fuck you guys doing. And he knew he, he's not stupid. And so he's laughing I'm laughing. She's mortified underneath me as I'm going to, you know, it was going to town on her, but I'm cracking up because the brother's cracking up and it's like, what did you expect? And I remember her telling him, you know, go the fuck away, you know, get out of here. And I honestly thought at the time that, well, I guess we're done. No, we, we finished. You know, the brother had left by the time, but we, we finished. So that would be that one for number seven. I have kind of a story like that. Like she, she was with me. We were busy and she got a call 
and she was like, I need to answer this because they oh, fuck. Okay. Because, because they don't know I'm with you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. And I was inside her. And she, <laughs> she picked up the phone. She's like, hey, it's me. Yeah, everything's fine. And I just looked at her with this sheeting grin and I started thrusting. <laughs> yep. And she's like, ah, you know, everything, shut the fuck off. <laughs> and they were like, what are you doing? Are you with him? No. <laughs> they just, they just knew. <laughs> but okay, number six. And thanks to Rob, I was remembered about this. But now the hottest girl I ever had did make it to the list. Okay. This was in the dressing chambers at the pool. Okay. And it wasn't even that good of a lay. It was more like, hey. I've had sex in the swimming pool dressing booth. That was good. But I do have to say, bikinis make nice underwear. Yeah. Just the fabric. Yeah. Especially if she has nice tits. Yeah. Again, small waist, C cup, all I ask. So I had a girl with a C cup. She was like, oh, I have a C cup, blah, blah, blah. Turns out she's 75 kilos. Oh, she's got a gunt. Oh. I looked at her and I'm like, I mean, I did bang her, but I was like, I am physically repulsed by you. Repelled. Ugh. It's repulsive and you are repelled. That's the one. Yeah. So that's number six, the okay. swimming dressing booth. All right. Number six for me. God, it's a tough call. I got a couple that are kind of right, both kind of vying for attention. Number six for me, it, it's funny because it kind of goes off of what you were saying before about the girl on the phone. Okay, mm -hmm. Had a gal. Yeah, the guys in the chat, all the Spurgs are going to flip out because she was a single mom. Everybody who wants to Spurg can donate. That's I'll read right. it out loud. Spurg all you want. At least pay me for it. Right. Single mom just got out of a divorce. Oof. Okay. We're in bed. We had had sex a couple hours before. And I'm starting to fuck around with her a little bit. Well, her phone rings. Her cell phone rings. It's her ex-husband. Okay. Wants to talk about the kids. So they're, yap, 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 yap. Talking yeah. about the kids. And, of course, I'm in bed with her. She's butt naked. I'm butt naked. And I basically pulled the exact same move you did. <laughs> but to give her credit, until I really kind of, because I, I, I slid it in and she kind of bit down, you know, and was like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, doing that shit. Instead of talking, she was doing the one syllable and kind of talking while breathing in. <laughs> yeah, doing that kind of shit. Until I really was like, oh, you're, you're going to keep trying to talk to your ex-husband. Well, okay, I'm going to just, we're going to apply a little bit more friction, a little more force here. And finally, she had to tell him because he, you know, I could almost hear him like, what's going on? What's wrong? And nothing. And then finally, she's like, I got to go, you know, and then hangs up. You know, fucking hung up on him. So that would be my number six. Nice. Before we get to the top five, 
Let's have a word from our sponsors. Okay. First of all, my Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Jack Napier 368. I have a $1 tier, which will get you the weekly coffee cast. I have a $5 tier, which will get you the coffee cast and the Q&As. And I have a $10 patronage, which will get you the coffee cast, the Q&As, the Red Pill Reads, the first Gendernomics audiobook for free, and the recordings I do every week of Red Pill books that haven't been narrated yet. And you can also buy Rob a beer. That's right. On Patreon.com. Rob says underscore underscore. Now, if you don't want to become a patron and you want to listen to my soothing voice, which I have, you can go to this link here in the chat, the Gumroad link, which contains Gendernomics 1 and Gendernomics 2, the audiobooks narrated by moi, written by Carl from Black Label Logic, who was among us again yesterday, which was pretty much fun. So, and if you want personal training and uh, fitness advice, diet advice, because I keep forgetting this. Seriously, the guy who made the website for me is pretty pissed off right now. Yeah? Yeah, because we keep having these meetings on Saturday at 7 p.m. my time. But usually on Saturday I'm busy. And the planning goes a bit like out of nowhere. I get an email. Hey, you want to do Saturday? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then Saturday comes and I completely forget. And that has happened five times. And now he stopped responding, which I completely understand. Like he is in his full right to just ignore the fuck out of me. <laughs> no, he should, but he did a great job on the web website. His name is Robert James. Uh, Look him up. He's a great IT guy, great website builder. He built my website. So if you... Oh, fuck, I, I wrote it wrong. Try it again, then. Try it again. Try it again. There we go. By God, this is harder than it looks. Like, <laughs> do normal Boomer stuff. tech. You've been hanging around Aaron too long. Personalstrengthconsulting.com. Yeah, if you want fitness advice, diet advice, personal training, go to personalstrengthconsulting.com and I will help you out. Marty Inzils will vouch for me. Peter Samwise will vouch for me. Robert James will vouch for me. And Watson will do too. So if you want to get your life in order and you want to be stop being a fat fork, you come to me. So, yeah, that was it for... Oh, yeah. Curse of the High IQ, Aaron Clary, Bachelor Pad Economics, Reconnaissance Man, Poor Richard's Retirement, Worthless, and co-written with Vince... I don't know. You're forgetting one of his seminal pieces, though. Vince Barrick, How to Not Become a Millennial. Uh, which one am I forgetting? Enjoy the Decline. Enjoy the Decline. That one, too. He's a proud channel sponsor, whether he likes to be or not. There you go. Mm. hit the like button hit the subscribe button if you're new here i'm an asshole you will probably never like me so buy my shit there you have it <laughs> you will probably like rob more <laughs> because he doesn't well say that's that's debatable but anyway you uh, want to get on with number five yeah let, let me have my fun all right have your fun let me have my my shilling marketing fun because I only bang nines and tens. And you That's right. Join. Only, But only nines and tens, brah. Join my community, brah. 
Mm-hmm. No, seriously, the only thing you'll get is content and a Q&A every now and then because, well, yeah. I like I like doing things for people who pay me. So, yeah. Um, number five. The outside experience with Adler. Mm. Adler and I were listening to the Rolling Stones Day on the radio. There's a radio uh, station that had the Rolling Stones Day. And... Again, summer's day, we were in the car, and we found this open place. And we just sat there listening to music. And all of a sudden, things got hot and heavy, things like that. But I remember having my father's car, so we were getting a bit in it and things like that. But I didn't have condoms with me because we just went around for a stride. And I was like, oh, fuck, we need to get the car back. But we were kind of hot and heavy. So it wasn't that far from where I lived back then. So I drove back home. I looked at him and I'm like, you still need the car? He's like, no, why? Like, okay, thanks. I ran upstairs, grabbed the condoms, just jumped back into the car and drove straight away back to that spot. (laughs) She didn't even have her seatbelt off yet. Neither did I, I believe. And we were already going on in that car. And we were in the middle of nowhere. So we just opened the back doors. We started going in there. We got a blanket on the floor, middle of the grass, started getting hot and heavy there. Like in the middle of the trunk, you name it. We like fucked all over that car and all of the ground around it was infected by our filth. (laughs) Number five. Number five, that would be the girl that every time she came over, which was for about three weeks, was the duration. Mm -hmm. Every fucking time she came over and we had sex, I had to change the sheets because she was a squirter. And not just a little bit. She would drench the fucking bed. It was almost like a pool when we'd get done. And I'm just like, you know, the first couple of times I was like, wow, you know, this, this girl, she's got some, you know, she's got some bodily fluids going on here. You know, this, this girl's not totally dehydrated, Mm -hmm. but after about the third or fourth time, it was like, this is kind of fucking annoying because my goddamn sheets and my, uh, what is it? Your mattress top cover mm-hmm. that you put on top of the mattress and then you throw your sheets on top of that. That shit. I, I was washing them like every two fucking days. Oof. And it was just like, are you fucking kidding me? This is, this isn't the wet spot. Like most guys, you know, Oh, you get to sleep in the wet spot where, you know, it's, eh, it's, the size of the girl's ass cheeks or something. No, this was the whole fucking bed. Mm. Okay. It was fun for a minute and then it just got to be annoying. But that was number five. Uh, I can imagine like in the beginning, you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then you're like, oh, it has its consequences. It does. And and so that happened to me. That was back in 05. So that's been like 15 years ago. Mm. Okay. 
one of my things now when I'm screening new women is I'm like, are you a squirter? Now, all women can squirt. All mm -hmm. women. Okay. True. But some have a propensity for it. Others, not so much. You can get any woman to squirt, but some will do it on the drop of a dime. Others, it takes some work. Some Honestly, of these things, it's not like the other things. Right. Some of these things just doesn't belong. Right. And so that is actually one of my things when I'm screening new women now. Is I'm like, are you a squirter? As in, I can, just, I can just kind of rub it a little bit, whether it's with my cock or it's my fingers and you're going to go. Because honestly, I'm to a point now, I, I'm a lazy bastard. I don't want to do all the cleanup every day all the time like that. I don't want to have to constantly flip the mattress and do a bunch of shit and get the hair dryer out and dry the fucking bed off. I think and I found so, a picture of your last girlfriend. <laughs> there you go. Pretty much. Gotta catch them all. Ah, put some heavy mill sheet of plastic. No shit. Yeah, Water Olympics is right. And so for me, because that that chick was back in 05. Okay. One of my honorable mentions, she didn't even make the top 10. Okay. But just an honorable mention was earlier this year. And she happened to be a squirter mm. and I got to relive Oh five all over again. And that's where I was like, this is an awful lot of fucking work for sex. I, I want to be able to come and go or have, you know, you come and go get the fuck out, go home and I can go to bed. I'll change the sheets in the morning. I don't want to sleep in a swamp. And so I'm kind of picky about it now that it's like, if you can just come on a dime and squirt on a dime, let's stay at your house. There's your, there's your takeaway guys. If she can squirt on a dime, go to her place. Don't bring her to yours. <laughs> Here we are normally saying she comes to you, but in this case, you go to her because the cleanup, I, I, I don't, I know. I don't want to do it. I'll change the sheets. I, I, you know, I change my sheets once a week when I'm by myself. If chicks come over, I change them more frequently, but I don't want, I don't want to have to ring the bed out. No, as you should know, it's her job. Yeah. And so that's where it's Hey, let's stay at your house. Yeah. Let's stay at your place. Yeah, that yeah. way you get to clean that shit up. I'm going home. See you later. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> That's right. Number four, the car BJ. Now, what Ooh. made this car BJ so special, special, was that this was the moment I realized what I was actually doing. This was the moment I truly realized what was going on in the sexual marketplace. Ah. And I will tell you what. Yeah, it's that. That turning of the knob, like, holy shit, it actually is this bad and easy out there. The moment I realized most girls really are tramps. Here we go. We agreed upon meeting her at her town. 
which was a long drive, but I was like, okay. So I was waiting there. And I called her up. I'm like, where were you? She's like, oh, you're really here? I'm like, yes. Oh, fuck, hold on. I'm like, uh, what? I'm waiting here. She's like, okay, I, I'm not flaking on you. I am coming. So I was like, okay, sure. And I turned up my head and up walks this busty mm, half-blood Vietnamese. Yeah, but I don't know what she was, but she was thick on the good in the good sense. If you know what I mean. Yes. Like thick in all the right places. And I was like, I didn't mind waiting for this. I did not. So she was like, oh, yeah, want to head into town? I'm like, yeah, sure. So, okay, we did. We did. And she was giving me IOIs and things like that. So we sat there getting a drink. And I was like, well, want to go to your place? No, my place is a mess and blah, blah, blah. I don't mind coming to yours. I'm like, you know, it's a bit of a drive, right? Yeah, I don't mind. I'm like, okay. And this was in five minutes of the first drink. I mean, what the hell? And she was like, and I told her, like, how do you know I'm not some psycho? She's like, no, I don't get bad vibes from you. You're not a creep. I'm like, well, thank you. Because, well, first of all, I'm not. And second, well, cool. And uh, she got her toothbrush and things like that. And uh, what was it? We kind of got into the into it verbally and i had my rear view mirror and i was like well what do you've got under the shirt then and she's like well i want to keep that i'm like well i can't see it for real can only see it into the mirror and she just popped them out and i was like oh god i think i can go farther with this so on the freeway of course i was like well we can get some foreplay and she was like oh sure and blah 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 and i was like in the middle of the highway with a girl I just met 15 minutes ago, fingering her ass while getting a blowjob. Mind you, a girl I just met. And then I realized either I am really top 5% Chad who can get away with this shit and girls want to do it with him. Or girls have really dropped in, in, in standards and behavior. Uh, it's going to be more of that one. Yeah. I mean, I'm not bad looking, but no. I'm not. But by God, I was, I just thought to myself, like, if girls will let a complete stranger have them give them fellatio in the car while getting well you know butt fingered i mean what is what is out there what is left out there and you could say no she's just damaged i was like no uh, no 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 she's not or maybe she is but then the majority is because remember this is number 4 <laughs> this is number four this is number four so top that old man okay 
one of my early, now again, this is going back a ways. Uh, before the term red pill was a thing, before the movie The Matrix, before Mystery Method and all that kind of stuff came about. This was way back. There's going to be a Matrix 4, I believe. Yeah, I've heard rumor. But yeah. this was back in like 95. Met a gal, Indian gal, dot mm. not feather. Okay. We, we went out once or twice and this, like I said, this was back in what, you know, what I would classify as my blue pill days. Mm -hmm. Okay. But we went out a couple of times and start having sex. Okay. As, fine. as people tend to do. Yeah. Okay. As is Come to find out she was seeing another guy. Oh. Okay. However... I was the other guy. Ah. Most women, you know, they have their couple, whether it be a husband, serious boyfriend, whatever. Yeah, that other guy was the serious boyfriend. He was the one who was buying her flowers and chocolates and taking her out to dinner and dropping all the money and listening to her cry and bitch and moan about whatever. I was the guy that she would call after he dropped her off from their date and she'd come over and fuck me. Hmm. And she would bitch to me a little bit about him. And I'd be like, I don't care. You know, I, I don't want to hear about your guy. I, I don't care. But that was before the term even came about was one of my very first glimpses of the red pill was it hit me one day because her and I were friends with benefits for three, four years. Mm -hmm. Never really the boyfriend because I just wasn't interested in her that way. But if I wanted to bang, she'd bang. And I would always kind of joke with her. So who's the new guy this time? Oh, he's blah, blah, blah. But yet I'd be like, want to get together? Sure. She'd come over and bang the shit out of me and then go back to him. You know, whether she was banging him or not, maybe I, I didn't care. It's like, I don't care. You know, I don't care what you're doing. You're just fun to fuck. But mm. that was one of my very first real, holy shit, women are like this. And this was back in 19... 95, 96. Party like it's 1995. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever the song goes. Yeah, 99. I mean, this is why you always or always respond with, does she cheat? Not that I know of. Exactly. It's the and best answer you can give. It is. I did a two-minute video on that. But yeah, is she cheating? Not that I know of. <laughs> Are you going to turn into the new Rolo? I have a post about that. Nice. I have a exactly. Yeah, I got a video about that. He should actually do a podcast like that. That would be fun. Yeah, it would. Like Rolo on Rule Zero. Like Rolo, what's your opinion? I have a post about that, and then right. complete silence. <laughs> <laughs> I have a post I'll be right that. back, Jack. Oh, you'll be right back. Well, right back. For the multi Python theme, let's check the chat. I see a super chat. 
I see two super chats. Bull rush. It's not real face effing. Good on you. The word, uh, but we'll we'll just say we're we're not we're demonetized anyway. It's not real face fucking unless she's got snot bubbles coming out of her nose. Hmm. Challenge accepted. Michael Ellis. Hey Rob, we both both live in West Valley City, Utah. Where do you run game? I personally have been doing okay on online dating. Well, Michael, I'll ask Rob when he's back. But thank you for the $5 super chat. Uh, Bull Rush, you too. Thank you for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. Uh, we do not donate to charity. All your money does not go to the hungry children of the world. We do not fight AIDS. We do not fight Corona or any other disease. We just keep it ourselves. We are filthy, dirty, capitalist pigs. So, yeah. Can't help it. Sorry. Uh, all Super Chats will be split between me and Rib because I think that is the fair thing to do. Red Evening is not mine. Well, it's kind of mine, but I share this show with Rob. So everything we get for this show will be split in half between me and Rib. Hello. Michael Ellis for $4.99 asks you, Rob, Hey, Rob, we both live in West Valley City, Utah. Where oh, do you local. Well, Where do you run game? I personally have been doing okay on online dating. So, Well, I did online for a while. I've gotten off it. Um, right now, this moment, I've gone from three plates to one. Oh, I know the feel. <laughs> well, and it's okay. Uh, I, she's, she works out really well because she's busy as fuck. She's got a lot of shit going on, but so do I between doing shows, making videos, all that kind of stuff. I really don't have time for a lot of shit right now. And so when it comes to where do I run game? Honestly, I do the bar scene. I, it's, I guess it's night game if you want to call it that or whatever it is. Um, that has been my thing because online dating, I've had my successes on it, but it, it is such a, it's such a time consumer. Um, Michael, follow me on Twitter. If, if you know about that or follow me on my channel on YouTube, reach out to me privately and I can tell you about some, uh, online stuff that's not your, your usual social media dating app type of stuff that I've had. Uh, he's paying money. So I'm giving him something here. Yeah, I know. But I was, I was poking fun at the course. Shiller. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to charge you money, Michael, but I'll tell you some stuff privately that isn't your traditional dating apps, your swipe apps, that kind of stuff that I've actually had pretty good success on. But it is considered social media. Oh, nice. In a way. It is online dating, if you want to call it that. But it wasn't designed that. The stuff that I've done in the more recent past wasn't. In fact, that's how I met the current plate that I'm I'm seeing. It's, it's not conventional social media. And it's definitely not. It wasn't designed for dating and hookups. That wasn't its original intent. But I found that's worked out. And that's been my experience and a lot of times in the past i've had more success meeting women if i was doing the online thing with 
non-traditional social media like Facebook or MySpace back in the day versus actual dating apps like Tinder or Bumble or any of them things. So reach out to me. We'll I'll I'll, I'll hook you up, dude. There. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Clary was texting me. Ah, Clary. Uh, morning, David. Okay. So where were we? Oh yeah, man. Patty Cake, Patty Cake Stedman was making fun of Ryan, and I'm like, you making fun of my friend's boy? Don't make me come after you. Did you see his tweet earlier? I retweeted it. Did you see it? Oh, that Ryan was thinking about him in the apocalypse, that one? Well, it was, if I'm one of the 5% that possibly end up dying from this or whatever, mm. he, he basically named all the names. Oh, Ryan's tweet. I thought Patty yeah. Cake. No, no, no. no. Yeah, I, I retweeted I that too. So like, did I. Yeah. Let me tell you, Pat Stepman, I yeah. grown, uh, AJ Cortez, George Bruno, and... Well, ADJ and DDJ too. Yeah. Oh, he, one he pretty money, much outed the whole for bunch. You. He outed the whole bunch. I was like, go, Ryan. I have to say, with all due respect, for and respect, I mean with all due respect, I mean you know how much I respect these guys. Yeah. I turned off the last rule zero. And why is that? Because it was, again, a, a TMZ show. Oh, it boy. was calling out a guy who was plagiarizing Rolo's work. Now, uh, one I, I, I condemn plagiarizing anybody's work. Is that the right phrasing? Yeah. Condemn? Okay. Yeah, you condemn, which is, yeah, you're against it. You shouldn't yeah, be doing I it. Condemn. I agree. But to spend two hours on that, I'm like, guys, like, eh, eh. I, I get, I mean, and I've said that before. I've even said that to Rolo himself, like, you already, you've already won by being, just by being, you have already. Why, why call them out so much? And he's like, "Well, I just want to make that clear." And maybe it's me, maybe because I'm more into this. To most of us, it is clear. Yeah. Like, I mean, eh, eh. But that's just me. I, I really don't enjoy those episodes. And no, that is- I, and I and I agree with you on that. I I haven't caught it, but to be honest, I don't catch Rule Zero a whole lot unless there's a particular topic that you know that they're like, "Hey, we're going to talk about this," mm-hmm. just because I don't want to get up that early. Oh, uh, for, for me, yeah. it's early for me, and it's for like, me, eh, it's fuck that. I'm I'm going to sleep. For me, it's yeah. uh, half past five in the afternoon. Ah, okay. No, but I was like, okay, here we go again. And this this guy is called something something secrets. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't want to call him out. I know what his real name is, but I don't want to give him traffic. And he's just some some low class. He's a bit. He's mediocre, and he has a lot of subscribers. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. He has a lot of subscribers, but he could have paid for those subscribers. Yep. Uh, they could be bots. You name it. And yep. I'm like. Maybe it's just me. It's it's just my humble opinion, but and it's hard to say because I what I wanted to say was if I would be in his position, but I wouldn't know what I do then because I'm not him, right? But I'd figure I could think you being more on the edge of 
hey, dude, I wrote three books, Force on the Way, fuck yourself. I'm over here doing my thing, and you, like, the market will correct itself. It does, ultimately, yeah. It's more, let your work speak for itself. Ryan is a great example of this. I mean, fuck with Ryan all you want. His work speaks for itself. Like, Patty Cake, you wish your work was that great. And I saw your deadlift. Like, you wish your deadlift was as good as his work. And if his deadlift wasn't that bad. To be very honest, from my optics, I saw that. I was like, I have seen way worse. I have seen what I have deadlift deadlifted worse than that one. Like, so it's it's a bit mean to go after that. But Patty Cake, shut the hell up mm. and learn to wear a suit. So have you seen those pictures of him wearing a suit? He, unwritten rule of wearing a suit: you unbutton your sports jacket or whatever you want to gilet, as we like to say. You unbutton it when you sit down. He sits there with that thing not up, like buttoned up. And I'm like, learn to wear a suit. And this is one of my biggest gripes too with the show suits. Because in that entire show, which is called suits, nobody knows how to wear a fucking suit. I'm like, for fuck's sake, at least get the etiquette down, people. Oh, the small things in life I can get frustrated by. <laughs> it's good to be me. Yes. It's good to first be me. Chad yeah. problems. Yeah, first Chad. Uh... Wait, he's here? <laughs> okay. Is that actually him, though? Yeah, I think it's him. No, no, it's not. Uh-oh. We've got a... Because Clary has a picture. Let's and, but you know girl. what, dude? There's no women on the internet. You know this. Yeah, that's true. Oh, by God, man! <sighs> I'm gonna have Tristan Tate on Tuesday. I hope if he doesn't right. cancel. If he doesn't cancel, he canceled last time for a very good reason because I fucked up the time. Mm. For some odd reason, when I ask guests, I look it up. What is your time zone? I'm like, okay, this is your time zone. And on the day itself, I check, and it's like, oh, you're like five hours wrong. I'm like, <sighs> and I've had this with Ryan. I've had this with Rolo. I've had this with Cappy. I've had this with everybody. You've had it with me that today. Yeah, but that was because you Yanks decided to change the time. Like when does the time? Seriously, I'll look this yeah, up. Yeah, With the program Europe, you know how it goes. We run the world. And we still have the top three, by the way, but yes. okay. Um, I also looked up the lyrics to Nine Coronas, but I don't know the tune anymore. Remember that song, My Sharona? I know the song you're talking about. Okay. My Sharona. Yeah. But there's a weird Al Yankovic version of that called Nine Coronas. Nice. Nine, 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 nine Coronas. It's a pretty fun song. But I can't remember the tune exactly. Otherwise, I was just going to sing it. Oh, it is Clary. It is Clary. But okay, the top three. Dun, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Um, the girl with fake tits. Mm. Now, why is this in the top three? First of all, fake tits are amazing. Oh. 
They have the technology. We could have been on Mars. What did men do? Made create, create a better fake tit. Like, what's the order of the day, men? Well, let's colonize Mars. No, let's fix the hunger problem. We should have better fake tits. Aye, aye. It's called priorities. Priorities. Men, we have them. <laughs> oh, I love being a guy. But not only that, she was, I mean, oh, God, she opened her mouth. I was like, oh, can you please shut up? Oh, because that was... <sighs> I'll tell you outside the show the real reason why I dumped this one because I just, I was just, oh my God, man. But we were also hot and heavy for each other. Like, first date, we met at this bar and she was sitting there, tight t shirt and everything. And she was sitting in clothes and blah, blah, blah. And if you want, here's a trick for Kino, which I always do you find something you agree with and you just go, like, oh, nice, high five. You, it's simple as that. No, it sounds cheesy, but hold on. This one works. Because what you do is you hold your hand there during the high five. Now, this is what happens. Either she pulls back right away or she keeps the hand there. And you can start holding her hand a bit. Now, that's a good sign. So we were at that bar. I gave her a high five and I did that. And she didn't let go. I was like, now I got you. We had one more drink. We walked around town, blah, blah, blah. Uh, had another drink at another place. And all of a sudden, we started talking a bit, innuendo. And all of a sudden, we were like, okay, tell me something about you I don't know. And blah, blah, blah. And all, then she started saying, my tits are fake. I'm like, no way. <laughs> I'm like, really? How old are you? She's like, well, I'm, how old was she? Can't remember. How old was she? 20? I can't remember. And I was like, oh, really? And blah, blah, blah. And we were in this bar outside. And I gave her a feel outside that bar. <laughs> she allowed me to do that. And, um, well, things started going on and heavy and blah, blah, blah. Started making out more. We were in my car as well, but she didn't want to go full in my car. So we met up again. And this, this thing happened again where you kind of yearn for each other. That is great sex, man. The build-up. The build-up to that. And she, during sex, she moved her hips with me. She mm -hmm. gave counter friction. If you have a girl who does that, by God, that's amazing. You want enthusiasm? Like, enthusiasm in, in behavior is one thing. But in bodily motion, that's a whole new level. Yep. Then you're like, holy shit, what's going on? She did that. So first of all, pinkest fucking pussy I've ever seen. Plus the fake tits. Plus the nicely done hair. I mean, perfect. But then she opened her mouth. Like, <sighs> I will be very honest with you right now, Rob. I prefer a girl who can rant with me about the stupidity of humans over a girl with fake tits. Yeah. I need intellectual stimulation, man. And some people will say, women are not intellectual. Well, I tend to disagree. There are women with a high IQ out there. My MVP, 
is pretty much a high IQer. She's been reading the Curse of the High IQ too, by the way. But nice. she sees the same things I do, and she is annoyed by the same things I do, as <laughs> I am. Apologies, <laughs> but I need that. I need the interaction of somebody who gets it. So yeah, that's my number three. The girl with fake tits. Nice. That's a good one. I like it. I still have the pictures. Yeah, that's always fun. Those aren't going anywhere. No, no, no. Always to go back and reminisce. So, Mr. Rib, number three. Number three. Uh, was one of the gals that's not a plate anymore, but was one of my more recent plates. I called her Kitten. Oh, that one. Uh, I remember that one. Yeah, she was the, the Wiccan voodoo priestess girl. Fucking cr crazy as a shithouse rat, man. But I'll tell you, she was fun. Okay, so the first time she came over. Now, mind you, this gal lived a ways away. So she comes over. And I had to, because where I live, finding my house is not as easy as it seems, even with GPS. Mm -hmm. And so getting someone to my house during the daylight hours, uh, you can figure it out. Mm -hmm. But at night, uh, unless you really know the area, you're probably going to, you're either going to end up short or you're going to end up overshooting the mark. Mm -hmm. So I've always made it a point that I will guide people in. That it's like, okay, you know, text me or call me when you get close and I'll go outside and, and wait for you. You know, I'll be standing in my driveway, basically. That way they know, here you go. You know, mm -hmm. guide them in kind of like, you know, give me a couple of them flashlights and I can do the airplane, you know, come on in, that type of thing. So she'd never been to my place. It's at night. She drives like, I don't know, an hour and change to get here. Mm-hmm. I guide her in, she gets out of her car and immediately like from the time she shuts the door of the car, she throws herself on me like octopus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just instant right there in the driveway. We're making out and it's like, holy shit. Okay. So mm -hmm. there's enthusiasm. Ooh. So we start, you know, I start walking her while we're still making out, walk her to the door, get mm -hmm. her to the door and she's, you know, looking around because there's the door to the garage and then there's the stairs. Well, I tell her, go up the stairs. So as she's going up the stairs, she's stripping while going up the stairs. Nice. Peeling out of her clothes, dropping her clothes as she's going up the stairs. Oh, what more do we want? Right. You know, and she's like, where's your bedroom? And I'm like, to the right. You know, as soon as you hit the top of the stairs, go right and then right. And you're there. Mm -hmm. So I'm following up the stairs, following the trail of clothes. We get to bed, start going at it. We're sweating and carrying on. <laughs> and, and we'd been, we'd been cracking some jokes. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'd been goofing on each other while we're making out and the foreplay. And it's funny because there was this point where I'm licking her, licking like her shoulders or her breasts all over. And I'm like, mm, you're salty. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, my skin or my personality? 
Because she was kind of salty personality-wise, too. She she was a sarcastic bitch. But I said yes. You know, when she's like, my skin or my personality? I'm like, yes. Yes. And she <laughs> starts laughing like one of those deep belly laughs. Yeah. Uh, okay. I know what you mean. Yeah, just... There's no faking it. It's it's it, it hit her and it totally just rocked her through her core. Well, I gave her an orgasm while she was laughing. <laughs> okay. And I I teased her earlier when we had kind of met. I, I'd known of her. We'd known each other a little bit for a while. Uh, going back to Matt, who uh, dropped the super chat earlier. This was a gal I met at a bar a while back. Mm-hmm. And we'd always kind of made eyes at each other and we'd always kind of chit chat in the bar a little bit. Well, here was our moment. Okay. And so we always kind of had a thing and we'd always kind of crack jokes. And one of the things I said to her and yeah, it's corny, it's cheesy and out of context, you'd think no way would this work, but it, it works for me more often than not is I would tell them, you know, I, I I'll make a girl laugh get her to laugh, get her to giggle, say something slightly off color, whatever it may be. And I always end up telling them with kind of a smirk and a little, you know, kind of like a little gleam in my eye. I tell them, I'll, I'll get you, I'll laugh you all the way to the bedroom. I'll laugh you right out of your clothes. <laughs> and that's exactly what I had done with this girl. Got her into bed and then gave her an orgasm while she was laughing. Nice. You know, so it went from this laugh to, Oh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and so that was a hoot. And she was like, Oh my God, you're not kidding. I was like, I don't, you know, I bullshit about a lot of things. This isn't one of them. No. You know? So that was a good time. I so can imagine. My number three. I can imagine. Number two, the first threesome. Oh, now what was amazing about this? Well, first of all, it was a threesome. Second of all, I had two girls who were enthusiastic about me. Nice. And kinky. This was the MVP and the one with the body of a rock star I showed you. Yes. With the tattoos. Right. By God, it was... I remember tying them both up to the kitchen stand with my bathrobe cord. Nice. Like it was the entire night. I remember the second plate back then. Like she was in a kink Facebook group and she made a post about that night where she was like, okay, the day after my back hurts. My knees are, sh uh, are scathed and I can barely walk. I got hit on all sides and still feel the blows I took <laughs> like nice. things like that. And the comments on that were like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, what did you, can I join? Like what the hell man people? One was in black lingerie. The other was in red lingerie. I mean, just the entire experience of that, of tying them up, using toys, having them both like flashing. It was great, amazing, enthusiastic, fun as a threesome should be. Mm -hmm. 
because I had a new threesome past week and I was like, I'm not into it. I don't feel it. But that was because one of the girls was chubby. And I think I need to be honest with myself. I am just not attracted to anything above 60 kilos. Like, nope. I'm just not. I really don't care what you think. Maybe call me a misogynist, call me whatever, but 60 kilos. So that's 135 pounds. Maybe that sounds about right. Yeah, maybe 140. I am just you're not attracted. Pushing, pushing it on 140. Yeah, okay. I am not attracted to that. I am I not. You, you will be 50 or 55 kilos, depending on your tits. But nope. Everything from and beyond 60 kilos is just not worth my time anymore. I was lucky the the MVP was there. Otherwise, I couldn't have gone for a second round. Seriously. I just looked at her and I'm like, I am not physically attracted to you. And like the day after, she was like, ah, did you have fun? I'm like, no. No, I did not. Yeah, I had fun with her, but I looked at you. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Like, no, if you want to keep joining us, you better lose the weight. And she said, well, I'll do that then. I'm like, good. Nice. Good. Yes, that is the power of my <laughs> that is my power, Rob. Nice. Like Watson and I had a discussion, and Watson was like, Yeah, but I'm more nasty than you. And I looked at him. I'm like, Watson, everyone can be nasty, but only few can be as demanding and having their needs met. Because that's psychological. And I don't take shit. Like Back talk is final talk with me. I don't tolerate nonsense. Like You can be nasty all you want, but I don't want them nasty. I want them submissive. I want them following. And there's another word for that, but I can't think of it. What's the word? Like When I say jump, I want them to ask how high. That's yeah. my thing. That's following you. Compliant, I think. Is the Compliant. Word. That's what I want. Like the whole nasty thing. Like uh, pff, I can do that with with one night stands. Yeah. Seriously, being nasty with a bitch ain't that hard. Now. Compliance. Now that's the real one. That's yeah. what I want. Compliance. Yeah. None of this. Oh, I'm nasty with her. Yeah. I can be nasty with anyone I want. I can get a girl from the streets and be nasty with her. I just told you about the, the Vietnamese chick. Like, within 35 minutes, I was fingering an ass and having a BJ in my car. Like, nasty you can do with everybody. Compliance. That's yeah. what you want. Compliance takes a little bit more uh, preparation. And mental stability, because yeah. not every guy can do this. No. It takes, no. Its, it takes its toll emotionally as well. Yeah. Because... For all the talk we do about bitches and shit, they are other human beings. Yes. But, and this is the most important lesson I've learned from the whole entire red pill, they can go feral on you. Yep. And as long as you understand that, you won't have much trouble with it. But no. as soon as you let that slide, man, they will. you must die on every hill. Can you hold this purse? No. Can you help me? No. And maybe I'm exaggerating a bit, but by God, but man. The gist of it, yeah. It starts there. 
And sometimes I do this. The MVP goes, could you hold this for me? And I'm like, no. Why are you being so? Well, you can lay it on the ground, right? I'm not holding that for you. You have polio or something? <laughs> she laughs at me and blah, 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 kind of like that. I mean, not all the time. There are times where she really is having her hands forward. She's like, okay, could you help me out a bit? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, not going hardcore on it. We're like, oh, well, she's almost almost falling off the stairs. I'm not going to help her because then I'm beta. Can't help women because you're beta. No. <laughs> Cannot help the women. No. I mean, by God, guys. But you get the gist of it. Oh, yeah. But, like, being nasty with a bitch or having compliance for from a bitch, that's way different. Yeah. That yeah. is it's way two different ball games. And you will not know the difference until you've had compliance. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Is there anything? Uh, okay. Mm, are we at one yet? No, I still got to do my number two. Good. Then go. All right. My number two. With a gal. Backseat of my car. Ah, the back seat. Yes. Well, there it's a combination of a couple things. Okay. So there may or may not have been alcohol involved. Okay. Either way, we're in the back of my car on this little tiny one, like two lane road. Okay. There's no houses or anything around for like a quarter mile. Okay, there's like one house way the fuck down the road because they had their porch light on. It's night. There may or may not have been alcohol. And we decide to let's get busy. So we're getting busy. Well, the next thing I know as we're getting busy, huge spotlights hit the car. It's no. the police. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They got all their lights on, so it's daylight on the car now. Okay. There was a male officer and a female officer in this squad car because they get out and they're walking up to the car. I'm jumping out of the car, pulling my pants up. Okay. They're looking at each other. They're looking at me. They're, they're smirking and trying not to laugh. And the cop, the, the male cop comes to me and he's like, what are you guys doing? You out having a little fun? Can I do like, Yeah. You know, just, just having fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they, you know, they ask her to get out of the car. So she does. And the female officer, this is where it gets real fun, guys. Oh, God. The female officer turns to her, goes, everything okay? And she goes, yeah. And then the female officer goes, did you consent? And for about a half a second, my heart stopped. Because I'm sitting there thinking, if she says no, I'm fucked. And not in a good way. I am royally fucked because by this point, the male officer has kind of pulled me away from her. <sighs> keep enough distance. Oh, and you know, now they're waiting for her response. 
like I said, for about a half a second, my heart stopped. Ice was running in my veins because I'm thinking I, if she says no, I'm dead. That's it. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I am fucked. Well, the girl did happen to say, oh, yeah, I consented. So everything was good there. The cop says to me, you maybe should have picked a better street. <laughs> and I right. was like, and I'm looking around. And like I said, there is nothing on this street. It's fields. Like Gimli in the Lord of the Rings, two towers at yeah. Helm's Deep. You could have picked a better spot. That, yeah, the cops, the, the, the guy cop is like, you could have picked a better street. And I'm like, and I'm looking around me and it's cow pastures and fields and this one house, like, quarter of a mile away. And I'm looking around like, are you fucking kidding me? And he goes, yeah, that house over there, that's the mayor's house. <laughs> <laughs> so the cops were patrolling on behalf of the mayor to make sure no one was tipping his cows or whatever the fuck was oh. going on in that town. But yeah. And it was funny because the cops were like, maybe you guys ought to like go home. Oh, where there was the, the talk about there may or may not have been alcohol. We may or may not have been drinking jungle juice. Ooh. Jack, do you know what that is? Uh, it sounds like an alcoholic beverage containing vodka. Well, that and whatever else you can pour into your bathtub. Oh, nice. And add fruit to it. And the fruit absorbs the alcohol and you mix it up like a punch and you've got fruit in the punch. Mm -hmm. And there may or may not have been pieces of fruit outside the passenger door of the car that the girl may or may not have been spitting out because she didn't want to eat the fruit. And I remember them looking at this fruit going, oh, you guys been eating fruit? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, fruit. Yay. But I remember when I got out of the car, I'm thinking, think sober, think sober, because they may or may not want to give me the the test. Not a breathalyzer at this point, but the whole field sobriety test, walk the line, touch your nose, all that kind of stuff. Now, they, they threw the curveball at me. They didn't do that particular test. They, they didn't test me at all, actually, which was probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it was the whole... You know, the curveball was the, did you consent? Uh, I mean. I mean, people, again, what the hell was she thinking? Like, if you were raping her, that girl would have, like, screamed at the cops. You would think. But, see, now, granted, that's been a while ago. It's still one of my most memorable stories because we got caught in the act by the police. But immediately, the first thing that female cop thinks, did you consent? Did you consent? Like, fuck off. But if that had happened today, it would have been worse. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying, is that this was a while ago. This was before the Me Too and all the bullshit we're dealing with now. It would have been a lot more intense, a lot scarier today than it was when it happened. But that's since we're talking, I guess, kind of most memorable. That one pops up on my radar all the time because, 
well, we got busted by the cops. You know, they had the, the spotlights on us and the mag lights and the whole nine yards. And like I said, for just a half a second there, I thought, oh, fuck, I'm going to jail. Mm-hmm. You know, all this girl has to do is say, nope, I didn't consent. And, and we're done. <sighs> yeah, these days they wouldn't even ask. There's a man and a woman. That woman probably did not consent. Guilty until proven otherwise. Right. Fuck off. Now, this was back when things were not as, as crazy as they are today. Oh, but things have turned crazy, man. Things have turned crazy. Oh, and- wait till wait till we get to my number one. Oh, God. You're number one. Yeah. My number one has already been mentioned on the show, but it ha- it doesn't... It mostly has to do with enthusiasm and the buildup and the tension and the duration of the entire night. I said it before. I'll say it once. And Watson will kill me for this. Watson hates her. Watson hates her. (laughs) Oh, he really does. But mostly because of, I mean, she was the last girl I actually had a crush on. Like a genuine heartbreaking crush. Hmm. And that was my number one, the return of Adler. Ah. And that is mainly because the buildup of all of it, like the night I met her at the bar again, while we were dancing around each other, where she had her friend coming up to me, asking how I were, how I was, so she could tell Adler how I was doing, and me just playing along the cat and mouse game, so I could just all in the end tell her like, Hey, I know what you're doing. And she was just shocked. Like, Oh fuck. I got caught. And like grabbing on the, like kissing her in the middle of that bar, agreeing to meeting the very week afterwards, like not showing up at my house, but just going for a walk an hour long, going back my place, sitting on the bed, like, and then, out of nowhere, we just it attacked each other. For like, there was half an hour foreplay, even longer than that, building up, building up, building up, biting, scratching, licking, you fucking name it. Like, there were corners untouched that were touched, you name it. And it all ending in us lying there out of breath, covered in sweat room completely different than when we found it smoking <laughs> that was it like we just lay there out of breath reaching for the cigarettes crawling towards them lighting one up and then finally catching our breath and we were like we needed that we just needed that nice and- the complete and utter satisfaction of ripping each other apart. And she, I mean, body-wise, she wasn't even that great. I mean, she had a nice face. She really did. And it was, uh, her and I have been friends for years, things like that. And now she's, ugh. When I see her now, I just can't stand her. It's just, ugh. No, you're not special. You're not special. You're not unique. She has this stupid bull ring. 
She's oh, in a punk band, I believe, and things like that. And I'm like, ugh. Ugh. Dyed her hair blonde again. But that really was a night that hasn't happened since. I, I know you should never get back with your ex, but when you do, and it's like that, you're kind of like, by God, man, I have some unresolved issues with you. <laughs> Don't know if you've ever had that, like an ex you got back to get, got back mm -hmm. together with, but the first time after getting back together, you're just like, I know you're going to leave, so I'm going to pull out everything I have. Yep. Just because I know this could be the last one. That's kind of what happened. And it was, by God, man, like there was no place in this room untouched. Everything. And I remember that same friend who was with her at the bar walked into my room and she just stared at the room. So, like, so this is where it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that was her first words. Like, uh oh, uh, shit. I'm afraid to touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Rob what was your number, number one? one my number one was a gal that we'd kind of been seeing each other a little bit on and off here and there and we went with my parents to a classic car show mm. okay Drove down to hang out with them and see all the cars and whatnot. Well, we were going to spend the night there. Well, the little motel that they had was sold out. And so there was no, uh, there was no vacancy. Uh, poor planning and poor foresight on my part. But my parents, on the other hand was like, well, you guys can stay with us in our room. We have two beds. We have two queen-size beds. You can crash in our room. Oh, okay. So, we do. You know, we'd gone out, looked at the cars all day long, had a few laughs, had a lot to drink. Oof. Evening comes along, more drinking, hanging out with all the car show people that we knew. It's like one big happy family. And we go back to the room. My parents crawl into their bed. We crawl into this other bed that is right next to their bed. And it's on. <laughs> she starts making moves on me. And I'm like thinking, really? This right now, my it's not like my parents are in the next room. They're in the next bed. They're right here. Ah, fuck it. I'll do it. <laughs> but then she starts moaning and groaning and doing her thing. That and I'm sitting here literally putting a hand over her mouth and trying to, you know, I'm like, shut the fuck up. You know, because my parents are three feet away. And it's like, you get loud enough, they're going to hear this if they're not already listening and pretending not to hear. We get done, go to bed, wake up the next morning, and I'm thinking, well, 
we're going to find out, you know, and the thing is either my parents knew and what are they going to say? You know, what, what are they going to possibly say to this? Or they literally never heard it. Mm -hmm. But that's my number one, because it's like, well, if there was ever a moment that I could possibly get caught and be caught by the worst of the worst, this, this is, this would be worse than the police catching me. Mm -hmm. But I did it anyway. <laughs> Would you rather get caught by the police or your? I would have. I would have. Oh, me too. I remember. Like, yeah. I've if been I there. had to choose, if, if it's do you get <laughs> caught red-handed by your parents going, "Oh my god," or would it be law enforcement with, "Did you consent?" and you're going, "I'll take law enforcement, thanks. I'll, I'll take oh, my chances." I, but I, that's my number one. Right. Oh, that's a good number one. <laughs> That is a good one. Nice. Well, you know, I, I've I've heard, you know, there's been other people over the years that I've talked to, and they've never quite done it as a like a top 10 list like you're calling it. But they've always had like, what's the craziest, where's the craziest place you've ever had sex? And, you know, and people, oh, I was outdoors, I was here, I was there, we were over this place and that. And, and I'm like, yeah, I was in the same room where my parents were. And they're like, you know, you hear the records stop and they're like, what? Record scratch. Yeah. You might wonder how I got here. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, you know, because most people, if parents are involved, it's usually, well, my parents were right in the next room. It's like, no, mine were in the same room. They were in the next bed. You know, they were three feet away and... That is pretty insane. <laughs> but that's that my number one. <laughs> oh, that's a good number one. No, but seriously, though, remember when I was in prison and they were like, well, don't be scared. I'm like, I'm not afraid of you guys. I am afraid of something far worse. <laughs> a demon of the ancient world. <laughs> this foe is beyond any of you. <laughs> Lord of the Rings quotes. <laughs> no, but I wasn't afraid of the police. No. I was afraid of the old man. Like, you, you guys, like, you can lock me up, but that won't keep me safe from him. Nope. Like, law enforcement thinks they have anything on you. Just wait until the parents arrive. Right. As, oh, my God, man. I mean, he might be a boomer, but for all his boomer misdoings, he was, he was an authority. He used to be. Yeah. He used to oh, yeah. Now I'm like, whatever. Yeah. No, but yeah. I mean, I mean, with my father as well, because I do believe that as a father, you can retain that authoritative vibe way into your oh. kids' um, oh. adult years. Yes, absolutely. Like you absolutely. can be the Tywin Lannister of a family. I don't know if you've ever watched Game Yep, I know who you're talking about. No, my dad was the authority... Up until I was, honestly, probably till I was about 30. Okay. You know, even now I still have mad respect for the man, even though I know that in a physicality, if it ever went that direction, I know he wouldn't be able to stand against me anymore. Mm -hmm. But probably up until I was about 30, it's like, oh yeah, this guy, I may win, but man, it's going to hurt, you know? 
So yeah, I, I totally understand exactly. And I know what you mean by Tywin Lannister too. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. If I ever become a dad, which I mean, maybe when I'm 40, that's the one. Like, who is your biggest inspiration as a father? Tywin Lannister. Yeah. <laughs> Record scratch. Like, what? You mean? Yeah. Because my father used to have that, where he's like dead silent all the time. And when he spoke, it was just one sentence and the whole room would be quiet. Like, I had a friend who had, he was always like, Puffing, puffing his chest, and like I'm gonna be this, blah blah blah, 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 blah and I'm so awesome, and then, then, then he was at my place, and blah blah blah, and fluffing his own ass. My father was reading the newspaper as he tended to do, and well, that friend of mine was puffing his chest, and all out of nowhere, like that newspaper went down, and he looked at him. How school? Dead silence. Paper goes back up. Nothing. Just the guy was puffing his chest not one second ago, completely silent. Like, he knew exactly where to hit somebody. Mm -hmm. When, like, for some odd, he always knew. Like, oh, okay, let's 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 let him talk. Let him dig his own grave. Like, keep digging, dear. I can still see you. That that's how he used to be. Now it's more like he, he turned into a boomer a bit, like, oh. But by God, man, th th those were the times that I remember where I was like, oh, that, that's my dad. Because he he owned a uh, a truck driver's company, like a transport uh, thing, whatever you want to call it in English. And there was this driver. And he called in and he was pissed off. And like, this wasn't okay, and that wasn't okay, and this is wrong, and that is wrong, and blah, 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 blah. But he had the intern on the line. So the intern was holding the phone like this, because she couldn't, she, of course, she, couldn't stand the screaming. Or at least the tonation of the male drive. And this was a big guy, by the way. This was a seven-foot-tall giant of a man. I remember him well. And... She was like, yeah, he's here. Like, Jack Sr. <laughs> yeah, he's here. And he, he put him on hold, and he's like, um, I've got, let's call him W. I've got W on the line, and he's not happy. And my father, because he had these glasses, and he always wore his glasses like this. He always had them here, on the top of his nose. So he was, he's always sat there like this. And he looked up, and he's like, well, we'll put him through then. <laughs> okay, put him through. And with all the serenity in the world, he picked up that phone. And he's like, yes. And you could hear W like losing his mind, just going at him, like yelling, screaming, you name it. And this man just sits there in all the peace and quiet of the world, holding that phone. Just waiting, just sitting there. Uh huh. Yes. Yes, but W, you don't have to come back on Monday. It's voluntarily. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to come back. Uh, it's all up to you. And all of a sudden, I, the entire office was quiet, and W just toned it down. 
immediately toned it down. My father didn't threaten him. No, he didn't tell him he should quit. Nothing. He just told him. Nobody expects you to come back on Monday. It's voluntarily. The whole situation was resolved by that single sentence. <laughs> and he just sat there and he was like, okay, W, see you on Monday. Thank you. We could resolve it like this. And he hung up and he just sat there. <laughs> and the entire office was sitting there like, this was this was like 10 guys. Like and he sat there behind his laptop, like in all innocence. He looked at everybody. What? Well, back to work then. <laughs> like nothing had happened. He just sat there. Like, and I was standing next to him. I, I was expecting him to like go full force. So like going against it. Nope. He just sat there in all peace and serenity, telling him it's voluntarily to show up to work. And immediately the situation was resolved. I just sat there like, holy shit. <laughs> and that's my dad. <laughs> but he taught me in that simple situation that indeed, when an employee like back talks to you, same with women. Like, people, the situation is very simple. You don't have to do it. If you don't agree with me, you can walk out. Yeah, nothing's keeping you here. Nothing's keeping you here. That's, right way, that, yeah, that's a good way of phrasing it. Nothing's keeping you. And he just did that. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Entire office, 10 guys. And these are big dudes. It's like truck drivers. You know them, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are not pussies. No. These are big fucking dudes. Like All of them were just like, oh, <laughs> crap. <laughs> I've, I've always said that to the women that show up in my life. It's like, you're welcome to leave anytime you like. You know where the door is. Mm -hmm. I will not stop you. The door is not locked. Yeah. Stay as long as you like or not. Oh, those were the days, man. Those were the days where Boomer did those things. But those taught me, like, nope, you're just going to sit. And now I get complaints at work. Like, oh, you're very uh, you're very laid back. It almost seems like disinterest. I'm like, and I just look at these Boomer ladies, and I'm like, do you know what I've been through? Like, you expect me to lose my shit because of busyness at work? Seriously, that is the least of my concerns. But no, no, you need to show you need to show um, what's it called investment in work. And I'm like, no, I'm invested in my survival. <laughs> That's the main priority. Oh, by God, no, you're right there. It's yeah, it's you go mercenary with it. It's what's this bringing to me? Yeah, no, but again, when I eventually become a parent, Tywin Lannister. That's the one. That's the one. And well, if my son turns out to be an imp, I'm not going to mentally abuse him like Tywin did. But <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to get shot with a crossbow while you're taking a shit. No, but it's the vibe that that guy gives off. And to be yeah. very honest, as soon, and spoiler alert, as soon as Tywin dies, the show goes down. 
That was the only guy who really knew how to handle shit. Uh, what's his name? Bruce Bolton did too. Yeah, but Bruce was a bit of a watered-down Tywin. He was, he was. He wasn't as, as hardcore as Tywin, but he was the next guy. Yeah, but the thing with Tywin was that he wasn't even that hardcore. Mm-mm. And what I mean by that, in his behavior, he wasn't that hardcore. No. It was more with the things he set in motion. Like, oh, we have an entire rebellion. Hmm. Well, let's wait this out then. Well, you will marry him because I say so. I mean, best argument that man has because I tell you. (laughs) I mean, imagine being in that kind of a position where you can honestly use that as an argument. Like, because I say so. What are you going to do about it? I'm me. You know who I am, right? (laughs) I can have your head on a pike within an instant. So... Just do as I say. <laughs> Pretty much. So, oh, we have a rebellion. Well, oh, you're getting married. Well, I have more gold than I can shed. So I'm just going to pay people to kill all of you at your wedding. How's that? <laughs> Imagine being that powerful. That's pretty awesome. No shit. Like, but that's going to be me when I have a daughter and she's like, oh, this is my boyfriend. No, it isn't. But that, nope. Try again. <laughs> but you need to build that up. Yeah. Know what I mean? A lot of guys think, well, I can say that to my daughter because I'm my dad. No, you need to. What do you need to do with children? I don't know. Invest I don't know. in them. Oh, yeah, that thing. You need to invest in them. If you don't do that and you're just sitting there like a fucking plow horse being like well i'm your dad i'll tell you no you need to actually raise your fucking kids which is great by the way of the coronavirus as well because kids aren't allowed in schools anymore yeah for the next few weeks anyway or at least yeah well imagine that parents actually have to invest in their kids holy shit really (gasps) you've had children you need to take care of them no 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 so we've packed this was a good show this Uh oh hi oh you're a bit late but yeah this was a good show i'm proud of this one we did well yes so people you want another good show piss me off on friday (laughs) (laughs) getting me all fired up yeah give me your missteps with whammon and that will get me fired up Rob, you got anything to close this out with? Other than, yep, it's been a good show. One final honorable mention. The 19-year-old who knew how to deep throat. Ooh. That's an honorable mention right there. Thanks, everybody. Patreon.com forward slash Jack Napier 368. $1 tier, $5 tier, $10 tier. Patreon.com forward slash Rob Says underscore underscore. Rob Says dot net for Rob's. Great videos and great articles. He's way better writer than I am. I'm more of a narrator. Personalstrengthconsulting.com for your personal training, fitness advice, and diet advice. Also, if you want me to narrate your stories, audiobooks, uh, articles, hit me up on twitter.com 
Jack Napier 368. If you want to tell Rob a nice story, go to Rob says underscore underscore. Uh, buy the damn audiobook that Carl from Black Label Logic wrote and I narrated. Links are all in the chat. You know where to find us. Thank you for being here, guys. Thanks for the super chats. Did I miss any super chats, by the way? No, yeah. I think there was just a couple. There were the two. I hit them all. Guys, we will see you next week.